This is Drifting on Memories radio podcast show. This is uh, a special edition, a special, uh, uh, yeah, like a, a special show. This is uh, an October uh, night, uh, October 28th, 2021. Um, uh, yeah, Friday night. And uh, again, special edition, special kind of spooky, uh, spooky episode. Uh, and and I have a co-host this time around, so I'm very pleased to uh, to uh, to have Armando uh, Flores with me as co-host. He's a, a good friend of mine, a well-respected man that that I look up to, and just super knowledgeable about low riding. And uh, Armando, welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show. Thank you, Raúl. Thank you for having me back. I've been waiting for this moment. <laughs> and uh, after you and I talk about. You know, let's make this episode, and uh, yeah, I was my hand, my head was just spinning. You know, like okay, what, yeah, huh. what, what can we bring to the podcast? Okay, and uh, thank you for uh, inviting me. Again. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. You yeah. know, I I bounce out a a lot of ideas off of you, and again, like, um, I don't even know if I if I introduced you at the last episode. You know, for, with all your accomplishments, all your standards, and you know what I mean, but. Um, I every time you know I talk about you, I say Armando Flores, you know masterpieces, just a, a master craftsman at his skills and his art, and so you know you. if if no if nobody knows, this man is just a uh, top of head of his class for uh, model building, for scale rider buildings, for uh, the masterpiece um, group, so um, just just full of knowledge, full of like, you know, um, but all that said, I want to, I want to say before we get started on this episode, because it's a spooky kind of Halloween episode and, and I, I ran the idea by you, but it was really started the first time that you and I sat down, the first time you and I sat down and you were telling me about these different cars and about the models that you make and you told me about Egyptian Lover. You were talking to me about Egyptian Lover, the car Egyptian Lover, and I'll let you tell the story, but um, you were telling me about it, and you were telling me about, you spoke to Joe Ray, president of, of Lifestyle, and you said, you know, I'm putting together Egyptian Lover, and he says to you, okay, just be careful, because a lot of the times, those murals, those pictures, those traditions can be cursed. Um, and, and and as you were telling me that story, I didn't really think too much about it, but I do remember this. You were telling me the story, and, and I at the time, I didn't mean to downplay it. I didn't mean to kind of brush it off, and I felt that I did. But any, anyhow, when you were telling me the stuff that was going on in your family while you were building that model, you said, um, you were telling me, and the lights went out in, and, and I don't know if, if I mentioned that in the episode, but the lights went out in your house. And I don't know if it was after the story or after the interview, but at that time I felt some sort of spirit. Some, I mean, it, it reminded me of what you were saying. Um, another quick thing I wanted to say is that I've always felt my cars have a spirit to them. You know, my cars, I, I, I talk to my cars. I say, you know, like you could do this. You'll be okay. You know what I mean? I talk to my cars like as if they're a person almost, you know? Um, so 
I, you and I, I think you and I both feel like these these things do carry some sort of spirit, whether it's a bad spirit, where it's a, 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 a kind of mischievous kind of spirit. I know you and I talked about the James Dean car, Little Bastard and, and all. And, and that's like a very well-known kind of cursed car. You know, it killed James Dean and his passenger. And then people that even took parts from that car, you know, yes. were either in a fatal accident or were in accidents or even the whole just mangled body of it fell on people and killed them, right? Okay. What do you feel about this whole thing now? About Egyptian lover, all this stuff. Before we start getting into it, how do you feel about it? Well, first let's cheer with mm-hmm. a nail five. Mm-hmm. Mm. Let me introduce you to Egyptian lover mm-hmm. in person, mm. and uh, this is the the project. Okay. And I want to hold it on my hands because yeah. I want you to see it and yeah. feel it. Uh huh. And this car was meant to be like the best lowrider. Yeah. My own creation, yeah. replica, or my, just my vision. Yeah. And see what I can do with uh, sixty-five, and. I go back to when I was talking with Joe Ray and I was telling him, look, Joe, I have an idea of making a car with a team of uh, Egypt and put the mummy in the car and do the murals of Egypt. And I started talking to him about it and he brought me more ideas about the car and I apply them on the car too. But one thing that I don't forget is when he said, Armando, uh, if you're gonna play with a mommy, be careful. There's a curse. There's you know there's spirits. Yeah, there's yeah. something in there. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm I'm just like laughing because uh-huh. I'm like, <laughs> how right. how can that be? Uh-huh. I'm just building a car model. But um, uh, this car went through a lot of stuff and it's still not done. Yeah. Uh, my intentions was to. It, do hieroglyphics on the whole frame mm-hmm. on the gold-plated wow. frame mm-hmm. and I was going to engrave wow. and I was going to do my story here mm-hmm. and the story about Egypt masterpieces building this car back then and that stuff well as I was doing it mm-hmm. uh, my dad passed mm-hmm. and I was like uh oh this this cannot happen so I put it away and years went by and because I started work, working on this car back in 1997 mm-hmm. uh, this was my vision back then so that's what maybe 25 years ago right and uh, my dad passed and I kind of stopped it for a while and then I go you know what I'm going to continue with this because this is something that I had in my mind like I want to do it at least you know it was a vision that I wanted to bring it alive so when I sent my parts to get gold plated as you can see the gold cracked and that's not normal for a gold plating mm-hmm. to crack yeah but the whole the whole frame is cracked yeah and uh yeah I see it then I start working on the car again and I'm like yeah, I'm gonna finish this car. Yeah. And 
my son passed and it's like okay this is not happening this isn't this cannot happen uh and armando were you only working on that car i was working with different projects but okay. i wanted to have this thing done okay. because it wasn't like my my pride like that i want to go i want to see how high i can go in the level of my uh, experience and uh when my son passed i put it away again and i'm like i'm never gonna build it. i'm never gonna finish this car but almost you know nine years went by and i'm like i need to finish this car so i started touching it again and i wasn't even working on it i was just more like looking like i'm looking at right now so and i'm like I'm, I'm i'm even worried about like just touching Picking it. it up again yeah um because you know i start touching it and i started cleaning it and buffing it and kind of try to see where i can find my the rest of the pieces and then my wife diagnosed with cancer and i was like okay this is this is i'm gonna put this away that's it and it's like the way the last time i i, I touch it and it's just collecting dust in a box mm -hmm. and it's not finished it's not probably 90 percent done with all the chrome plated parts the uh, paint job yeah but i'm afraid to touch it so you mentioned to me that you know why don't you just leave it mm -hmm. leave it like that and right. leave it like the way yeah the way it ended mm -hmm. and uh, that's the way it is right now yeah. um and uh yeah it's just something that uh i don't believe too much in that but why is it happening so i yeah. just to myself like yeah that's that's kind of what is it happening that's what i was going to mm -hmm. ask you too i was going to ask you that when joe told you that was that when these things were happening in your life and uh, again i i really want to say this even on here mm -hmm. on air mm -hmm. i want to say i apologize because i felt that and i went back and listened to it and i felt that i wasn't being compassionate empathetic enough to you you know i really felt that you know and i felt like there was no way that um i, sh I should have done better but i'm learning a lot of stuff too uh, even with this so in um when these things were happening, was those words kind of echoing to you? Did you kind of relate that stuff? Were you relating that? Like, oh man, it's the car, it's this. And then also, what is the story behind the real car? Uh, the which real car? The Egyptian lover. There's no, there's no. Uh, there is no Egyptian lover. Egyptian lover. It there's was just a, your your creation. Just my own creation. Wow. It was it, it wasn't really a replica. It was more like a, a vision that I had that I wanted. To do something and put a theme on the car wow. from Egypt mm -hmm. because I was inspired by Egypt, the pyramids, and all that stuff. I wanted to know yeah. more about it. And I, at that time, I was so into the mummies and into the, the, the whole story, what what went on uh -huh. uh, 2,000 years before Christ. Right. So it's like, uh, it was to me, it was amazed. And wow. I even went to the museum in LA to yeah. see the mummy, to see the, not the mummy, but the, the the coffin uh -huh, and right, all, the, right, right. all the stuff uh -huh. that they have to me i right. was like you know impressed. just memorized yeah yeah, yeah. Impressed. i was collecting rubies i was wow. collecting uh, esmeralds i was collecting stuff and it's they're only here in the box and the special you know materials that i wanted to use even from egypt yeah so i was so into that egypt era wow even on the real paintings i was doing egypt style okay. paintings but wow. I, I was back then in the 90s. I really thought that you were inspired by a car like that. And I re and 
And not only that, I really believe that it was a car that's just like, we hear stories about these cars being, you know, being um, show cars and then oh, you, next they're demolished, next they're completely, right? And we'll get into that. But but I really thought you found, you had an inspiration for that 65 from something else, but it's interesting now to, to that you're telling me like, no, this is all from my own create, creativity. And, and I told you back then, I said, you should probably leave it alone. You know, be like, this is the one I never finished, but I didn't finish it for a reason. Yes, and I still like that. Yeah. Uh, I'm afraid of touching that yeah. car. It's probably gonna stay like that and it will be presented that way. And yeah. I don't think uh, I wanna touch that car again. And, and, and I thought about that too. I thought about that t today before we met. And I said, you know what, let me, let me burn a little bit of sage. Let me make sure, you know, I put down a little bit of tobacco and do just a little prayer just so that we don't feel. Because I think the things we're going to talk about are into the spirit world, into the, the un, you know, the other side of the world. Right. Um, and so I wanted to make sure that we are protected. We're coming. We come in a good way. We don't you know, we're not playing with anything. We're not, you know, trying to disrupt anything. Right. Right. So it's interesting to hear that, man, yes. that, that this is all from you. And, and, and it started like <laughs> when, uh, when Joe and I were talking about Egyptian lover, uh, he was mentioning to me about what happened to Dress to Kill. Okay. He, and that car is Dress to Kill. So it's like... That's Joe Ray's Riviera, Botair Riviera, with the coffin. With the coffin, yeah. it has the mural of a cemetery on yes. the side. Yes, uh-huh. And, uh, and there's kind of like... Uh, on the back of the boat tail, there's like a, a skeleton kind of man, right? It's like from a, a, from a band, uh, I think. Uh, Iron Maiden or something? Iron Maiden. Okay. Yeah, yeah okay. That, that skeleton in there. Okay. Um, but there's a, a story that uh, he was telling me about what things that happened to the car. Like the first guy that was doing the murals, yeah. he committed suicide. Oh, wow. So then his brother ended up finishing the car on the other side. So, so you're saying one side is done by one brother and he ended up committing suicide and then the brother the other his brother did the other side the other of it side. wow that's what the murals are, are different they're different really? style so when i was doing the replica of the car uh -huh. i was like trying to study the whole thing about that car yeah and talking with joe ray he's giving me all the information and he's giving me the yeah. motivation he gave me some pictures original pictures from the car uh -huh. that no one has but he gave them to me and okay. that, that was a good material for to do, to do the, the replica, replica of replica. your model replica of Dress to Kill. Because one of the things that I like to do is get involved with the owners, get involved with the with the, with the painters, yeah. with, the, with the, the owners of the car. The, yeah. the car. Wow. So when I'm building the car, I feel so secure and so yeah. like, okay, I'm, uh, I'm putting my flavor to it and, and it feels good. Because so do you feel, Mondo, do you feel like the cars have a, a certain spirit? Well, uh, there's something in there because it's calling you. It's like mm -hmm. telling you, as soon as you see a car, you automatically, you never forget those cars. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, those are cars that probably we're gonna talk about because yeah. those are the cars that inspire us mm -hmm. or inspire me right. to be in the lowrider culture, to be okay. a, a Chicano lowrider passion mm -hmm. about about the lowriders. Mm -hmm. and. Uh, so Joe Ray was telling me the stories and then he was telling me one time that the car catch on fire in one area because they were, you know, jumping, charging the batteries or something. Uh -huh. and, and it burned the outside of the murals, but the murals, were, they stayed intact. 
It burned the outside of yeah, the mural, the but the, the mural, but, but didn't touch the the, the mural. mural was wow, completely, you know, intact. So you're like thinking, why that mural didn't burn? Right. Yeah. So you start like yeah. questioning yourself, like, okay, is, is it the materials that were used? Is and it lacquer was it clear? Was right. It what was the reason why it didn't? And what when Joe was telling you this stuff, was he telling you in a in a kind of way like it's so crazy that 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 the, it didn't touch the murals like that? Was he telling you like? It's just, we don't he understand was, it. We can't explain it. He was telling me because I, I was telling him that I'm building Dress to Kill, but then that, that I was building Egyptian Lover. Mm -hmm. So, like, be careful. Because okay. this is what, what happened to this car. And there's more things. There was one time that the radio turned on by itself, and everybody starts, you know, oh, wow. being surprised. Like, who touched the radio? And the radio went on. Or another time that it was raining, and it was at a car show, and they, they, they needed to move the car and the yeah. interior was dry. So they're like... It was uh, raining. And if you rain. know if you know Dress to Kill, it's it, just got like a huge Hollywood top. It has yeah. a Hollywood top. So it's like... How know, did it not get wet uh, inside? Exactly. So yeah. little things that happen yeah. and that's when he... That are unexplainable almost. Yeah, yeah. That's when he's telling me like, be careful, Armando, because, you know, this is, this is uh, the mommy that you're messing with. Yeah. And I'm like... What can, what can happen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure. Enough. Wow. Okay. Like, so like, you know, yeah, even until now, like it's, yeah. it's something that yeah. I don't even want to touch that car. No. Yeah. 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 And I think that that's that model. Um, I think it's a brilliant idea. I love the concept. I love the model, but I, the idea of like a, a um, Egyptian theme car with murals and the mummies and everything, but it might be something that you just, you understand now, like it's it's power, it's energy, and you say, okay, that's just gonna be left alone like that. So that's yeah, good. There's uh there's so many uh, um, things that I, I guess I don't know uh, it, the world, the atmosphere, whatever. Mm -hmm. It doesn't allow you to to finish it or continue or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, there are. Yeah, we we're gonna talk about this other car uh, later, but. But I, I, just before, before we do, um, just that story for Dress to Kill, the, the muralist, you know, it's such a good story, man. Uh, not a good story. I mean, again, we've talked about this, how we said before we got together, we said, look, this is what we're going to be able to talk about. But certain things we're not because there's a lot of tragedy in low writing, a yeah. lot of tragedy in low writing. And you and I both agreed we're not going to talk about those things, but we will talk about this stuff that is well-known that is and so with dress to kill just to say just to hear like this is the first time you know you, you when you told me hey that muralist committed suicide and those murals on him on there are you know can never be replicated the, you know yeah. and then things happen to the car but nothing happens to that mural you know yes it's and, a lot of energy man and, and look at the car is one of the most iconic cars mm -hmm. from back then yeah uh, dressed to kill it was totally in a in a in a different time or mm -hmm. something because dressed to kill came out in the 70s yeah excuse me and yeah. uh and uh right now somebody somebody tries to tries to do that right. I mean, what will beat that no really, no you know it's you can't you can't iconic yeah car. you can't redo it and uh the way uh joe ray Keeps it is like it, almost like if it was back then. Right. Not even better because it has all that clear, the buff, and everything. Yes. Yeah. It looks. And I always like those type of cars, you know, those kind of sinister, kind of mean, kind of spooky ones like Dress to Kill, 
Twilight Zone, the ones that were really kind of dark, kind of like that. But again, I think there's that energy. You know, I really believe, again, with my cars, you know, I always think about how my cars and I always felt one was a little bit different than the other and they kind of have a spirit. I would talk to them. But I if you were to ask me, hey, you believe in cursed cars? I would say, yeah, I would believe in, in cars that are cursed. Well, yeah, and also those those cars back in the 70s, uh, in that era, uh, a lot of people were doing like wizards, or they were doing right. demons, mm -hmm. they were doing grim reapers, yeah, skulls and, and stuff. And, yeah, and that goes for the for the the people, the artist that does the airbrush. Right. Not the actual painter of the car. Mm -hmm. The muralist, mm -hmm. uh, they do their own thing, mm -hmm. and everybody has their own style. But back then. That was like the, the, the more devilish or the more like right. like like suspense. Or yeah, or right. The yeah. more it catches more attention, so yeah. people would like like it. Yeah. For some reason, it's, it was like uh, the attention back then. And I like that. I I I miss that. Um, you know, it was before my time. But when I see those pictures of like those wizards and those grim reapers mm -hmm. and those like uh, skeletons, skeleton barbarian yeah. type of stuff, yeah. I'm like, oh man, that's the best. You know, I really like that style. You know, but I think that, um, and that's that's what it was. It was like more sinister type stuff. You yes. know, but again, let's go back to kind of like the cars that are cursed and cars that you know what I mean, like. What are some of the ones that stick out to you? Then you're like, oh man, that car was, you know, um, was here um, at, at a super show, at taking awards. And then before we know it, the car was demolished. The car was, you know. Yeah, there was a, a car, um, perfect score. It was a 1958 Impala. Okay. That was, um, I remember seeing that car in person before it got uh, damaged. Uh, it was in Vegas. I, uh, that paint job on that car had a special new stuff, like all the engraving on the on the hydraulics. Yeah, it was sick. It was, okay. a, it, was it was a car that even what the years were these, Mando? That year was like two thousand and two thousand and six, mm -hmm. maybe. Yeah, it was a, a a blue a bluish like baby blue, okay. and it had 58. a lot of different graphics murals. Mm -hmm. But one thing that I noticed on the paint job. It had this chrome tape that it was painted candy light blue okay and that stand out like a lot okay like back then nobody was doing was that. doing that so okay. when you see that and you see the engraving and then uh -huh. you see all the all the modifications right on that, on that car it was and then on was, a 58 on a 1958 yeah. so and i believe that got uh, a lawyer of the year or a special award but, okay excuse me but when that car was was leaving mm -hmm. and they put it on a trailer uh the tail the trailer kind of flipped and okay. the car was inside but it wasn't the on oh the it was one of those enclosed in, in those closed uh, trailers took pictures and and they went on on, on the internet wow and that's when we were able to see um perfect score demolished damage, damage, damage. Yeah. but um uh, uh, story is that you know the guy ended up selling the car uh-huh and the car, um, they start taking it apart, and the hydraulics that that were removed because those were like really right. billet, chrome plated, right. uh -huh. all that engraved stuff. hydraulics, and, and, and uh, all chrome plated, and they put it on another car. Well, that car got burned up. It burned, oh, so it got damaged again. So I guess wow. he transferred the 
bad luck or I don't uh-huh. know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then also the car, they wanted to kind of like fix it. And I believe also it got on fire. Like, no, this car is not going to be built. Really? So it, it got burned. Again. Oh, that 58. When they, that same 58, they tried to rebuild it. There's, and it, there's pictures of that 58 burned. Like, yeah. this is not going to be fixed again so it already like it transferred through <laughs> yeah so I, I keep thinking of um you and i we shared that that james dean um i think it was like a boxer porsche boxer or something like porsche that 550 yeah so i keep thinking about that and i know that uh george barris owned, owned it for a little while and there was one story about it um and, and I don't even know if it's true or people just kind of started saying, oh, whatever you do with that car is is cursed. But I, I read one story about it is that it was in a, it was in storage. And for some reason, somehow in storage, it caught fire, which 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 again is like these unexplainable things. You know what I mean? And so when you talk about that, it's kind of like these. That's why these cars get that kind of um, that title, that kind of. You know, like this is a cursed car. You can't do anything with it. You know, you better even even parting it out. You you know what I mean? It's bad news. Yeah, they took that engine from that Porsche and put it on another car, and that car yeah. got into a crash and yeah. the driver died. Yeah. Also, so it's like yeah, I think the passenger yeah. didn't die, but the the driver died. Yeah. Wow. See, and it, it, again, it reminds me of movies like Christine, where yeah. they took like. You know what if cars really are possessed? Real what car? What if cars really are this cursed? You know, and and, and do that kind of stuff. So I think that's a, a really good storyline. But so this this fifty eight, um, was it ever was it ever you know rebuilt to what it was before, or did you ever see anything like a replica of it or anything like that? No, there's some other uh, fifty eights that they call it. Um, uh, like another name, like a score, but it's, uh-huh. not, it's not oh, really that okay. car. It's okay. just more like another. Got you. Yeah, I think I know which one. Fifty-eight mm-hmm. coming out. That that one became a lowrider of the year, a convertible one that's like a gold with okay. different colors. Okay. Um, yeah, the fifty-eight. Uh, it was. Uh, um, yeah, from traditional car club. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's kind of. Yeah. Where I think they're like OC. I know they're around LA traditionals. Yeah, I believe yeah. I read that Santos Customs is the one that uh, did the paint job on that. It was all crazy, like different uh, uh, what, graphics. What about these cars that? Because you mentioned like show, um, show award winning cars, and I always think about this too. Um, and it's kind of sad for me because I think what <coughs> what what do these cars mean to people? So what I'm what I'm getting at is, I had Abel Perez. On, on the podcast and I thought how fascinating Summer Madness was because I thought it was ahead of its time I thought it was like a real epitome of 70s lowrider style and, and he had so much pride in it Mario Gomez you know all this good stuff about it then he was he told me the story he's like you know what at the time lowriding just wasn't what it was in the 70s and I let it go and it went to Japan, and that's where people started posting pictures of like this iconic car is wasting away in Japan. And and anyways, in the episode, he talks about like that. Now I have parts of the car, but I always think about I always think about these show quality cars and the tragic stories that goes along with it because 
you see pictures of like them in junkyards, you see them in, in Japan just rotting away. Um, and I know that you mentioned Summer Madness before, you know, um, and, and I know you, you have a little bit of the story, but what, what, what sticks out to you, even just that, that particular car, what sticks out to you the most? And, and, and did you ever replicate that car? I'm doing it. It's okay. already butterscotch. Okay. Uh, but first of all, that car is from the valley. So that's yeah. already something that, something, <laughs> yeah. something that I saw on the streets. Yeah. Something you know? personal to you already. Yes. Yeah. And Mario Gomez. Yeah. While pray, while pray. Yeah. So these are my, my um, idols, <laughs> my teachers. Yeah. My, these are the cars that we're talking about. All these cars that I'm pretty much doing a replica of. Right. And and inspire me back then, mm-hmm. and it, and they stay in my in my head. Yeah. Where, eventually, one day I want to build that car because yeah. it's still in my in my head. Like I want to do that replica of that, yeah. like bringing that car alive again, and. Uh, uh, the you know summer madness uh, it's just so clean so nothing nothing crazy right but it's right. really simple right and Abel Perez back then I mean he was probably probably like really, He's really enjoy, young enjoy, yeah. enjoying the car too right. every, everywhere right so um, uh, yeah that car uh, when when the, they start selling the pieces in in, in the on in the Japan internet, yeah, because the car was in a tsunami and right. it, it, it got pretty much uh, rusted out, and the brother ended up buying the fenders. So, right, uh, my friend Juan Amesqua, he ended up uh, getting one of the fenders mm. from from Abel. He brought him over here to my garage. Wow. And we took pictures of the yeah. fender with next to my sixty-five. Wow! But uh, seeing that, seeing the fender, it's like just touching it. Yeah, it feels like a like a vibe. Like yeah. this, this fender travel all right. the way to Japan, and he and he and he survived a tsunami. Right. And now it's back in here. Right. To its place where it belongs. Right. Like any any piece of uh, earth that just away from its place and it right. goes back to where it belongs right and it's the same thing like when I'm touching the, the fender I'm feeling it and I'm almost like like when I'm when I went to see excuse me when I went to see the the coffin with mm-hmm. the Egypt stuff mm-hmm. I wanted to touch it I wanted right. to see it I wanted to feel it mm-hmm. and that's kind of how the same thing with the fender mm-hmm. So my friend Juan Amesqua, he's gonna plan to put a wheel on it and make it all and make it a, a, a nice display. Nice. Yeah, lucky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Much. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, we're working on some uh, uh, replicas of uh, uh, Summer Madness, mm-hmm. so we can give them to uh, the brother and, and, and himself too. Okay. So uh, I already shoot that fighter scotch. It's already in progress. So okay. It's just a matter of you know getting them done. Okay. But that's uh that's yeah that's on my on one of my uh, collections too, and 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 that's like uh I mean I sometimes think of Armando like do other people I I kind of sometimes think like only you and I are this crazy for low riding you know where we mm-hmm. see something and say my God at one point Mario Gomez painted and at one point while Prey pinstriped it like and we put our hands on that I mean when I met Abel one of the very first things I said is where's where's a piece of summer madness you know can I touch it can I take a picture of it you know what I mean mm-hmm. but it's like um I don't know man I think sometimes 
like do is it just a few of us that care that much about something so historic for us so meaningful to us you know and then and then like you said like what it went through where it was here in the mm -hmm. valley it cruised the valley and then it went to japan years later went to japan and now it kind of full circle came back yeah i see it like if we don't document and if we don't bring this alive or put some kind of a flavor to it as an artist whether you do a painting you do a photograph or you do a car model or a story about it if you don't do that it's gonna go away mm -hmm. so i i guess me being a car modeler uh my job is to make those replicas that can keep the story you know in the future yeah because those cars are gone so, right but if i do a replica that's that the story continues nice so um and when i'm doing it and i'm touching it and i see the results it's when i see the 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 satisfaction right. of me okay i built that one right so if you notice i'm not doing it for money i'm not doing it for anything i'm just basically doing it for the passion of the low writing and put it out there so it, it doesn't get lost good okay the um the other tragedy to these cars is that again i and i was mentioning it they were so meaningful to us at the time they were so you know mind-blowing at the time mm -hmm. and people were doing new radical things to it and then all of a sudden 15 20 years 25 years later they're sitting in a in a junkyard yeah that to me is a horror story you know what i mean like exactly everything you said like man just preserving you know what I mean? Yes. Just preserving what it is, what it meant to us. Mm -hmm. I used to I used to go to shows and really feel like uh, an attachment to a car, you know? And, mm -hmm. and if you tell me, hey, in 20 years, that car is going to be a junkyard. How are you going to feel about it? Mm -hmm. I'm going to be heartbroken about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, what are some of those cars that you feel like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is in a junkyard. I can't believe. Do you, do you know any of those cars? I know a lot of them. But, <laughs> but uh, one... one uh, one car that I would like to talk about yeah. is Jose's Dreams. Okay, yeah. Jose's Dreams. That's 64, uh, right? That's 64. That From I the Valley too, right? I did a replica of. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that one, um, it's, um, I'm so satisfied the way it came out. It came okay. out like the real thing. Okay. What's and the story on that one? The, the story is that uh, that car, the first owner of that car, his name is Gary Diaz. He was from New Movement. Okay. And Gary Diaz. Another San Fernando club. Another San Fernando mm -hmm. club, exactly. Mm -hmm. And uh, he uh, got the car, put resin flake, because that was the style. Yeah. Resin flake, and he spent, he said, like weeks sanding that resin uh -huh. so that it's all smooth so he can they can do the graphics. Okay. But the painter is Jimmy Olivas. Jimmy Olivas was a very uh, iconic guy doing old school paint jobs. He did so many back then. And uh, uh, Jerry Diaz was more like the helper. Because okay. Gary Diaz used to work for uh, Mario, uh, Gary Baca. Mm. Gary Baca was always, you know, doing some candies with dyes and stuff. Okay. And 
he's the one that paid my first 65. Oh, okay. And that 65 was from new movement. Yeah. So then that 65 was sold to Jose Arredondo. Okay. But he wanted to buy Jose's dreams. Oh. But the Jose's dream wasn't finished. Oh, okay. He wanted so, to buy it before it was finished. Before it was finished. Why is he, that, Armando? He, because he, did they know, like, oh, this car is just going to be the shit? Well, Gary Diaz was always building cars. His his passion was build cars, sell them. Build yeah. cars, sell them. Okay. He, he never, gotcha. like, really actually... Held, like, held on to something. Like, like huh? Yeah. If somebody gives him the money, yeah. the right Let's price, go. he would sell it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I know that, those guys. <laughs> they were working on Jose's yeah. dreams, and uh, Jose's dreams got painted, and... Uh, he, Jose, Jose Arredondo ended up buying the car painted, mm-hmm. but with no interior. Okay. So Jose did a, a, an interior real quick okay. just to bust up at the, at the, the Lake Convention Center. Okay. And uh, yeah, it was a big, uh, uh, you know, scandal over there yeah. because it was an, a new car with with a chrome frame and, and, wow. and all that new paint job. And, yeah. and that's, that was a, a sick yeah. paint job. Yeah, yeah. And looking at that car, Back in like forty two years ago, yeah. Myself, I went to the, I went to where he had it, uh-huh. and he had it with a car cover. And as soon as he lift the cover, yeah, the sun was hitting right there on the on on, on the paint job, and that flake was dancing, <laughs> crazy. So, <laughs> yeah. I, he lift the the cover, and I saw the chrome frame, the flake, and I was like, I never seen anything like that yeah. before, and it, it just stayed in my mind like. That car is a beautiful car, and yeah. someday I'm gonna make that car. Okay. So forty-two years later, I did a replica of that car, but that car, when he had it, he put it on the on the mag on, on the magazine for sale, and this guy from up north, yeah, his uh, his name is uh, uh, Joel Valenzuela. Yeah. He is actually the the guy that owned King Ord. Orchid. Oh, okay, King Orchid. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. He owned uh, Black Moses. Oh, wow. So he was from Imperials. Oh, but he moved yeah. up north. Oh, okay. He so he's the original owner of, of Black Moses. Yes. Okay. Yes. There's pictures out there. Yeah. Uh, the sixty-eight. The, the sixty-eight. Black sixty-eight. Mm-hmm. And uh, another iconic car. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Was like, oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that's why I have a sixty-eight in the back. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And if you so, know, you know. So, yeah. yeah, so he bought that car and uh, yeah, he took it to a few shows and one time he was driving to a show and the car, uh, you know, fell off the, the, the trailer and it just continued and, and he hit the, the nose of the car like he, he didn't even go off the cliff. He just went and hit the, the front. It fell off the car. And the it, trailer. The trailer, I'm sorry. The, it fell off the trailer and, and it, it, it went right into the nose of the car. The nose hit. of the car. Hit, hit the nose yeah. of the car. And basically, he brought the car back to the garage and he stayed there. Oh, and one guy ended up buying it. Mm-hmm. And what he says is the owner, Joel, he says the car was basically uh, sold in pieces. Wow. It, it was never like brought back again. He, wow. But he had it for a while in his garage. Oh. And uh, he sold it to another. another you never person. heard anything about like, like uh, people owning like a fender, no. owning a part, no, owning I, a I, trunk. I, I asked him. He doesn't. He doesn't know. He doesn't know who. He, who? That, that guy who bought it. Uh, he wasn't too much into like collecting stuff or whatever. But uh, that 
the car pretty much uh, it, they use it for pieces and stuff. So I want to tell you um, some of my horror stories on the road, right? Because I feel like I feel like uh, I've heard way too many trailer every year actually every year and and now that we have social media and now that we have internet i feel like every year there's a tragedy on a trailer and and i think that the reason why people put cars on trailers are for are to prevent issues right and i get it but again i feel like every year you hear something like oh my god that car fell off a trailer and quick like you said there, it's on social media. Like, look at look at what happened to this car. I think a few months ago there was like a big body Cadillac that was just somewhere just flipped over on 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 the side of a road. I remember back in oh man maybe like two thousand two or something, driving my sixty five Impala, and at the time I was rolling with Dukes uh, to Chicano Park, and. And it was one of those things like it was a, a, a bumpy ride. It was just, you know, like, what am I doing? We we left real early to avoid traffic and stuff. But I'm just like, oh, man, what am I doing? Made it to Chicano Park. Good show. Might have a few drinks on the way home. I'm like, here we go. I kind of one of those like, man, please, please, God, please create it. Let me make it home. So this is what happened. I'm I'm driving, I'm cruising, I'm in the slow lane, everybody's giving me thumbs up, you know, I'm in the slow lane, I'm cruising, I'm bouncing a little bit, you know what I mean? Um, we get to a, I get, I get to a part and I'm shitting it, Mando, I'm, I'm like, oh my God, you know what I mean? The hydraulics, everything, you feel everything, every bump, every crack, you feel it. And I'm in my 65 Super Sport and... And I'm going okay, no stops, just cruising it. And I see in around Buena Park, in around Buena Park on the five, you start getting some some congestion, some traffic there, right? And, and I don't know if it bottlenecks uh, Buena Park into Santa Fe Springs, but whatever. I have no brakes. Mm-hmm. I see the lights of the cars ahead of me. Everybody stop. Traffic's up there, and my brakes go all the way down. And I'm thinking to myself right away, I must have busted a brake line just from hitting from the car, hitting the floor, hitting the ground. I don't know what what to do. I'm like, I'm like, I I don't want to hit a car in front of me because honestly, I feel like if I hit a car in front of me and I hurt somebody or I have to pay for their car, like I don't I don't want to do that. Yeah. I rather go off to the shoulder. And good thing I'm in the slow lane. I rather go off to the shoulder, hit the wall deal with my car or whatever right so no brakes all the way down man my foot goes all the way down como que nothing right i i get off i see the exit coming off right i see the exit i'm like let me if i hit this exit and there's no cars before me then i'm just gonna try to get off the exit and try to see in my head i'm thinking i'm gonna have to hit these walls like the only way this car this car going at this speed is going to stop, right? So for some miraculous reason, bro, uh, the exit, nobody was on the exit. There was no one on the wow. exit. It curved and it curved and there was actually a kind of dirt patch that that I was on the exit. I was able to get onto that dirt patch and, and I got on it and, and my car stopped on its own. Wow. So nothing happened to the car. Nothing happened to the rims. Nothing happened to the tire. 
it was that for me was that for me is a horror story yeah. uh, not too long ago a couple of years ago in my 77 Monte Carlo we were again going to Chicano Park and I was driving and I've been having issues with my uh, the uh, the steering column and I've been having issues but again I'm like ah, you know low rider problems right I'm on the five heading it's early in the morning we're doing a caravan uh, we're doing a caravan to Chicano Park, uh, a bunch of heat wave cars going, and all of a sudden I hit a bump, Mondo, and I, I and I had a chain steering wheel about an eight inch. I hit something, and my steering column basically it falls on my lap. The but with the whole, it's yes, okay, yes, yeah, the whole, the whole, <laughs> the whole thing. I hit a bump. I'm ready. I hit, a, and this is like around. Um, uh, this is already out of the OC. This is like, a, uh, what is that? Like a. a uh, yeah, right before Oceanside. Yeah, right before Carlsbad. And I hit a bump. I'm going, who knows, I'm going like six years something. And the whole steering column just falls on my lap like that. And I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I, I pushed it back in thinking like, I don't know, it's going to connect again or something. And I was able, again, the slow lane, I, w I pushed it as hard as I can back in, you know, and and I could feel there was nothing there. There was nothing there, but I pushed it as hard as I can, and I just kind of pulled it over to the side, of, to the shoulder, and just stopped the car. Those are my horror stories, man. Oh, wow. Yeah. And and I know there's so many other horror stories about all these cars, you know, um, that so many things happen. You know, 520s. I know people hate 520s because of those reasons. One of the ones that sticks out to me is that candy... Yeah. Candy kisses. Kisses. Sixty yeah. one. Sixty one. Like a real hot pink. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful car. Yes. And uh, this was not too long ago. Not, not, yeah, not too long, not too long ago. And uh, that car, uh, yeah, the five twenty pop, and it just went to the to the side of the freeway and totaled the car. Uh, I spoke to the guy, the owner, uh -huh. and he says, "Oh, it's getting fixed. It's yeah. Gonna, it's that's what I hear. Fixed. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I hear. Uh, you know, I, everything is already." back together wow. in primer, yeah, but it's not painted yet. But yeah. it, it, the progress, the process is already, it, wow. it's, already it's already fixed. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of uh, getting the, getting the, the paint job done. Yeah. I think uh, who painted the car was uh, Louis Vicente. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That guy was the one that painted it, so. Is that, is that uh, Louis? Can you, can you? Is he? I think he's, is he Lifestyle? Is he the one with the T-Bird? Uh, I don't think he's in Lifestyle oh, okay. anymore. But, okay. uh, uh, he, uh, he was in the role, uh, Loretta role models. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Okay, okay. I don't know. Okay. Um, tell me about the one you were mentioning, you mentioned to me before, the Monte Carlo. Yeah, there was a Monte Carlo in San Diego. Uh -huh. uh, Demon's Revenge. Demon's Revenge. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that car uh, is a sick car because it has a Hollywood top. Again, back in those days, you know, the murals uh, right. stand out and there's nothing but demons and stuff. Demons all, all through all, the car mural. All, all yeah. over in the, the car and then that car was from City Car Club in San Diego and, and uh, uh, yeah, the owner was, you know, saying that, uh, you know, the, the, the car gave him so much 
padlock. Yeah. He decided to just start taking the car apart because wow. it was too much. It was too much. Yeah. It was too much. Wow. But that car was beautiful, like a candy red with the Hollywood top. Yeah. With the murals. You said it was a Monte Carlo seventy seven or what? Seventy seven. It's it's, it's, wow. on, it's on it's online. When you start okay. searching for 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 pictures, uh-huh. you can find it. What was the name of it again? Um, Demons Revenge. Demons Revenge. She came out on the Lower Magazine. Okay. Too. From City. Uh, San Diego City Club yeah 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 that's an OG that's an OG club from San Diego yeah Uh yeah so um, yeah beautiful car too again like when I saw that car I was like man I wish I could make that car that replica of that car wow but again you start touching stuff that you know right 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 right. you never know I mean the owner himself said it was too much bad luck too much I mean I'm looking at the murals and yeah they're wow pretty crazy wow um yeah, I kind of like uh, took pictures of. Uh, uh-huh. uh, wanted to show you. There was a. Let me show you. Uh, they started more like uh, 80s cars. Okay. But uh, uh, this is. Uh, oh, yeah. The. Uh, yes, this one. Lethal weapon. Lethal weapon. Lethal yeah. weapon. Lowrider of the yeah. year. 80s. Yeah. 80s car. Lowrider of the year. Lowrider yeah. of the year. Mm-hmm. I've been wanting to do that replica. Another another Ed Monte Carlo 77 too. 77 square yeah. lights in the front. Who yeah. did that car and what happened to that car? That one, that one, uh, it was from, uh, let's see, uh, that car was uh, Monte Carlo, owned by Mario Martinez. Okay. And, uh, that was Little Weapon and uh, M&M Customs did the paint job and that car was from Clique. Okay. So, um, uh, last time I saw pictures was in uh, Redlands, California, the more like San Bernardino area. Yeah. And there's pictures of the car. They came out on Lalo. That's mm-hmm. when you kind of search right. for stuff and right. find some stuff there. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, being low rider of the year, right. and then uh, now it looks like the owner or somebody wants to re- rebuild that car again but here I go again with the car models you know I want to do that replica of those cars because those are are, uh, uh, teachers that teach us you know the the, the style the paint jobs and I seen videos of that car when he was like scraping and the boulevard and all that stuff is like crazy and the first thing that goes into my mind as a car model builder I want to do the replica of that and bring it up life and put him in a museum and right. bring the name back and, and that stuff because that's yeah. that's what the lowrider is all about right, right. now bringing bringing all the stuff right from, from from the past right and, uh, and preserving it and being able to like say like you know what everybody should appreciate this car and the design and the thought and the ideas and yes. the craftsmanship and the hard work behind these cars right yes and back then uh you know those cars were on the streets. Right. Those cars were like busting out. Like, look, look yeah. what I can make. Right. You know, and. Uh, but what happens, Armando? Yeah. What happens along the way that I always think like, what happens along the way that somebody is just like, oh, just leave it out there in the in the junkyard, or just leave it. You know what I mean? And I mean, there's there's pages on Instagram that that are just dedicated to like, look at where they are now. You know, then and now. You know. Yeah, I mean. I I seen the diff, uh, the the decades of of low riding. Yeah. And uh, there's uh waves. There's uh styles that right. changes. And right now, what is happening is coming back. Mini trucks. Right. Seventies look. Yeah. All that stuff is coming back mm-hmm. because um, the low riders, the youngsters, 
live those moments and that's what they remember right so they bring in those that style back but the ogs they stay with the og style right so um it looks like it's uh it, it comes back again and then it, it evolves again yeah but this new generation is what's what's keeping it the low riding going and going yeah and it's going like expanding because it's not just the 80s and 90s it's, right. it's still the traditional it's still the bombs it's still the all these you know it's still the customs right so there's still like all these styles going right. on right now right so it's not like it's just everybody doing the same thing so mm. so instead of having a hundred cars now we have a thousand cars you know? right so it, it's it's the low riding is growing mm -hmm. more and more yeah and it's and it's getting into 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 the art into the two artists into painters right. into photographers and right. skateboards into everything mm -hmm. so it's not just a car that you build lowrider and then you cruise right. it's not just that anymore it's it's uh the culture mm -hmm. and the culture is bringing all this stuff is bringing uh a lot of money a lot yeah. of people pay uh, for all this art right uh, I, I'm surprised I get like, hey, can you make me this for, right. you know, offer me money? And mm -hmm. it's like, no. But if people, people pay <laughs> yeah, for, for, sure. for it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Worldwide. Yeah. So, um, you being a, a Chicano artist, uh, you have already that gift, that, mm -hmm. that, 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 that art stuff. And, uh, and, we, and we, as Chicanos, uh, we, we know we have that. Right. And uh, it's just a matter of, uh, you know, yeah. Put your mind into it and you can do it right and uh it's 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 there um i enjoy it i i yeah. i uh every time i see these cars it's it's always giving me an inspiration and stuff so. yeah thank you yeah i i agree with you 100 percent um and and you bring up like the culture part and the traditional and the chicano culture part and i think that all that i i, I obviously to me all that goes into our builds all that goes into and i've always said it you know our our tradition our culture our stories our family everything goes into the builds of these cars you know and i really believe that specifically for us i really believe that you know it plays family plays such a big role in it you know and growing up for me i remember my aunts and my grandma sharing stories of what what it what you know just spooky stories from mexico yes, yes you know what i mean yes. and so when i think of i don't know sometimes i don't think like what an impression it left on me mm -hmm. but i but it comes out in other forms mm -hmm. so when you say yeah you know um these sinister cars these sinister murals these sinister kind of these spooky kind of stories and creepy kind of mm -hmm. murals you know i think it's already in us you know and i think like I remember my aunt telling a uh, being small, being little, being very young, and my aunt just saying like, "Hey, it's time to tell you guys about La Llorona. Mm -hmm. You know, it's time yeah. to tell you about, yeah. you know." And stories were different in Mexico, bro. Yeah. Stories were because I feel like, it, and sometimes I'll hear my mom when I was when I was young. I would hear my mom tell the stories of Mexico just having this just weird aura this spiritual aura this spooky kind of aura and they would play they said they would play out at night and they would play kind of escondidas and 
and she I remember she would tell me a story of like we would be out playing at and there was no electricity there was no cars there was no nothing dark pitch black mm -hmm. and they would be playing escondidas and before they knew it the sun went down and I remember my mom saying like they would we they would hear voices and they would say I can't stay I'm over here I'm over here come over here I'm over here and she said there was nobody ever over there they would follow it and they would just get spooked out my aunt <laughs> we, we're young and my aunt would say like all right hey if you don't go to sleep I'm gonna tell you the story and she it was almost like a like hey it's my obligation to tell you guys about La Llorona you know yeah. so again when when I when you and I build cars or other all these other people all these Mexicanos Latinos Chicanos all these other people build cars I think all that goes into it whether it's subconsciously or not it goes into it yes uh, and uh, you know La Llorona when you were in Mexico, it's a different story. But when you come to the U.S., now I hear stories that, that La Llorona uh, drowned her kids at, at, at the L.A. River, and then she regretted, and then she cries for them. And that's the story here. Uh -huh. When you're in Mexico, it's a different story. Yeah. And then you hear them, you hear that sound, whatever mm -hmm. and, you, and everybody starts running or whatever or, <laughs> yeah. or the moms or the grandmas who say like come on get inside because te va a comer la llorona like oh uh -huh. and you like come back right away yeah right away or, yeah they mention la llorona they mention uh, el cucuy uh -huh. you know it's like and you're like who's el cucuy you know yeah well that's always like in our family like right it just it's just uh uh it's just weird how that spirit, yeah. that that yes. moment, those those things, and we still do it yeah. with our kids. Like, yeah. come on, get over here, and uh, it's just on us. And 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 I'm thinking, the fact that you and I kind of believe that there are energies to these cars, and there could be cursed cars. I think it goes back to our belief in those things too, in those old stories. I think it's a really, because I think other people would, would feel like, oh, there's no such thing as that. You know, there's no such thing as a cursed car. There's no such thing. You know, it's an inanimate object, you know, yeah. but for you and I, I, I talk to my cars, man. I talk to my cars and I'm, you know what I mean? I'm like, I, I feel what they, and in fact, Armando, I name my cars from that energy I feel from them. Yeah. So in in my car is City of Angels. Yeah. So it's because it represents Los Angeles, and it's you know I named my car when my son passed. Yeah. And, and, and to me, there's angels in yeah. LA. So yeah. It's like the uh, to me I see angels more like your garden angels, oh. the good angels, and yeah. I always see it that way where it's more positive. Yeah. But uh, yeah, when I when I see things, I always try to figure out like. Why did it happen? And I try to find a, a clue or, or or a reason or, right. or why it, it, right. because sometimes it doesn't make no sense. Right. And but sometimes you don't have an answer. An answer, and it's like okay, there's something there. Right. It's just that you don't know what it is. Right. You just wonder it. And um, when you mention about this podcast, like let's do something spooky, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And I was like, man, this is this is this is this is good. <laughs> this because is, what yeah. happens? Uh, people listen to this podcast in Japan, yeah, in, in Europe, yeah, in another country that 
they don't know our our, our culture, our, right. our beliefs, our, our, our stories. Right. Right. And so when they hear this, they might say, oh, wow, this is what, yeah. you know, that Chicano culture right. believes. Yeah. Because, you know, it's always the, uh, the how you grow up. And, 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 and if you grew up with, with those stories and with the, with the, with your culture, right. it's, it, 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 it continues. Yeah, right. It, it, it bleeds over into everything else. Yes, yes. You know what, Armando? I feel like low riding itself has that almost, how can it, almost has a, a negative connotation to it. It'll, it has a negative name to it. You know what I mean? And I and I believe that when you hear like um, people mentioning lowriding that aren't from our community, aren't from the um, the lowrider world, they they say it like, oh, it's a dangerous thing. It's a dangerous thing to put hydraulics in a car. And it's a dangerous thing. You know what can happen if you have hydraulics in your car? Mm-hmm. Or do you know what can happen if, and especially like the California Highway Patrol they say, well, this is why it's not okay to do that. This is why it's not okay to, to have a... And I, I don't know. This was years ago. I don't know what show I was watching. It must have been like a, a history channel. I don't remember what, what it was. But I heard a story about a hydraul- an accident happening because of hydraulics. And I reached out to George Gaitan... From, who was yeah. from the Imperials back when they, you know, they just started back in 75, before 1975. And I asked him, George, what, what was that story about? Because I had heard that it was an Imperials member. And he told me, in fact, he even sent me the article from Imperials that they put out an article. And they said there was a story about a, a young man named uh, Alex Valenzuela. So I'm going to kind of paraphrase the story. Um, and maybe I'll post the whole article. But basically, he was saying that uh, Alex was from Imperials. Imperials was at Huntington Beach because they would go out to the beach and party and they would cruise PCH. Alex uh, had a car that um, uh, he, what, he, he, wasn't, he was working late that day. So he, he couldn't go cruising with them. But he let them know, hey, I'll meet you later. There was another member from Imperials. I forget his name right now. He had just got his car lifted. He had just got hydraulics in his car. He was at the party at Huntington Beach. He was at the beach partying with them. He was with his date and they decided, hey, let's go to the store. Um, Let's go pick up whatever we got to pick up at the liquor store. And him and his date said, all right, let's roll. Let's get in the car. We'll cruise PCH. And they invited another couple with them. So they're on PCH and he's and apparently this was not just cruising speed. This was a good 40, 50 miles an hour, you know, just, you know what I mean? Just keeping up just faster than traffic. His left pump goes out. His left pump goes out. He goes on to the oncoming traffic. He hits a car. Um, what is it called? Head on a head on collision. The driver of the other car, his date and him are his him and his date are basically ejected, um, killed instantly, and and you know you and I both said we don't want to talk about 
you know, that type of stuff, that type of tragedy. But uh, again, Imperials wrote a whole article about it at the time. Uh, they hit head on. They were ejected from the car, pretty much killed instantly. The other, the other two couples in this car were very badly injured, broken, you know, broken bones. Um, the car that the hydraulics went out on, you know, because of the hydraulics and the speed, went onto the oncoming traffic, hit that car head on. Um, turns out that that was Alex Valenzuela from Imperials getting to that kickback, getting to the party. So actually, it was two members of Imperials hitting each other head on. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Um, I think the other couple survived the car, the, the, the cars, but, but not Alex Valenzuela and his date. So I know that when, when, uh, you know, when, when people try to say, you know, this is reasons why, and I'm sure there's a, a lot of stories like that. I really do believe that there's a lot more stories like that, you know, of hydraulics going out, 520s blowing out, all that stuff. But I think that that's why low riding has that, that, that name to it, that, that title to it, you know, like it's a dangerous thing. Yes, because as soon as you modify your car, it's considered illegal. You yeah. know, you cannot, it's not safe. It's not, uh, you know, you can have your kids with you and something can happen. But it, it gets to a point where how are you going to use it? You know, if you're going to be hopping on the freeway, I've seen videos of people hopping. Yeah. I've seen videos of people going really, yeah. you know, off the road yeah. too and, 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 and total the car. But uh, that's why they they put rules. Now, if we go back to five hundred years back, where there's no cars or there, right. you know, people were doing things however they feel like. There was no yeah. rules. But now there's so many cars out there. There's the the speed that is on the freeway. Yeah. The roads how they are sometimes they're yeah. really bad. Even if you have a a good car, that road is not even safe right. sometimes. So, can you imagine when you have a car that it's just holding with four cylinders and, yeah. you know, and you're going with that, yeah. with that speed of, you know, right. whatever you, you, you are in, especially if you have your families there, right. that's where they focus on. And then there's a, if there's a, a, a case that they refer to and then they call it, you know, case so-and-so, right. that makes it more like, you know, you can't do that. Right. So they go based on, on history or history. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think, I don't know, man. I think there's something about about us, mm -hmm. too. Like, we know it's dangerous. I don't know, man. I, okay, I know it's dangerous. I know I'm riding 520s. Mm -hmm. I jump on the freeway. I know I got hydraulics. I know I got an 8, 9-inch <laughs> steering wheel. I know all these things, you know, and I, I think it's... I think there's something, I don't know if it's insane about us or special about us that we're like, we, we prefer our cars like this. And people probably look at us and go, these guys are crazy. Mm -hmm. They put a car that weighs this much tons on these tiny Volkswagen tires and they're 14 inch or 13 inch rims. And on top of that, they're hopping it with hydraulics 
which is like a very old way of, 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 of modifying a car. Yeah, man, I think there's something very special about us and very that and very dangerous. Well, yeah, and I go back to like the old school setup. The old school setup was very simple. Yeah, um, you keep your your dimension, your your dimension, your your differential the same. You keep it. You try right. to keep it to the specs. Right. But when you're modifying, where you cutting, welding, right. yeah, nah, that's not safe. <laughs> so that's kind of where where you're risking. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and car. we're and we're all for it though, man. We're like, hey, sign me up. We're like, hey, yes. that's me. But it, 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 I understand what you're saying yeah. about how they looking at us that way. But it's how you want to make yourself feel like it's just us. But it's it's it can, it can be a hard rod car. Of course, it yeah. It can be a, no, a, yeah. an import car, how no, they fix yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, anything that you do extra on a car it's already part of you know not being safe yeah. or whatever yeah because they when the designers the engineers and i talk about that because i'm in the aerospace yeah. so in, in 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 regards uh quality and inspection and all that stuff right that's why there's uh test requirements and, and all that right because it's, it's it's for that yeah but when we're showing our cars for looks but then when we start modifying and playing around, that's when it gets right. scary yeah. and spooky. Yeah, and spooky. So. <laughs> but I, I, I also think that that's why a lot of us are like, hey, um, build a car. You know, I've noticed in, in that's the attitude. Hey, I'll build a car and, and if this car gets totaled, I'll, I'll rebuild it or I'll build another. Like, that's the attitude of a lowrider. Like, oh, hey, man, I, I understand it's part of the game. I, I really feel like I've heard people, you know, think like me and like, hey, chalk it up to the game. That's the game. If this car gets total, hey, I'm going to go build another one because lowriding is such a, I don't want to say disease, but it's such a like, it's such a bug that we're, if you're bit by the lowrider bug, you know, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna build this car. I'm gonna make it badass. I'm gonna hit the streets, and if something happens, then so, I'm gonna chalk it up to the game, and I'm gonna build another. Yes, but uh, also me as uh, being an OG, yeah, uh, yeah, writer, I can almost see that decade decades change you a little bit. Like, yeah, for sure. Not that crazy. Yeah, right, right, when right. You were in your twenties. Yeah, for sure. When you were in your twenties, you think you know you nothing's gonna happen to you right 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 when you're in your 30s you're you worry a little bit but you're still yeah. having fun yeah 40s you're still having fun right when you get to the 50s and 60s yeah. you 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 automatically start you know changing yeah. a little bit you everything start seeing changes yeah. things a little different yeah and uh and i've seen that i've seen yeah. the the ogs kind of try to keep it keep it traditional yeah i like that and, yeah uh, and that's, slow it down uh, yeah, yeah the new they need to learn Right. what we went through before yeah. because we had to learn from decades yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're a little bit more worried about yeah. that uh -huh. yeah you're right so you're right yeah. it, it's just a new generation that we need, to, we need our job is to to teach them yeah. train them right um, make them understand that because it's just a moment yeah uh, some of them they really hardcore lowriders right and when they turn 30 or 40 they're right. no more lowriders at all yeah they yeah. just stop it was just, just a yeah. moment a right. moment that that when they when they can right um sometimes you know 
they they just they just stop doing it right but okay. if you continue doing it you start you know being a little bit more careful right because you think different yeah i agree i agree yeah I could tell by the way I even 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 by the way I bring my car out. You know what I mean? I it's that much more meaningful to me. It's that much more like, hey, I'm gonna bring my car out. Um I'm you know, I'm not gonna be gas hopping like I used to gas hop in my you know what I mean, my yes. sixty seven when you, you I in my first low rider. You yeah. learn from your mistakes yeah. and yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, that's what makes you uh you know, appreciate more yeah. because you're you you went through that already right and uh you're hoping to to teach others the same way yeah definitely uh, and uh this podcast is perfect for for oh. you know showing that part of the of the low writing out there to make sure that they understand that yeah at least they've been told right <laughs> to, to that that's what happens yeah because if you're not told to do be careful here, be careful there, then, you know, things can happen later on. Sometimes I think what even Whittier Boulevard, um, all the old stories they could tell. You know what I mean? Sometimes I see it at night, Whittier Boulevard, quiet, and I think about if if this street, if this boulevard can talk. You know what I mean? Like all the spooky stories, all of history you know, I remember an episode with, with Steve Mott from Group, and he mm-hmm. said, you know what, our our president at the time, he died on the boulevard from, from a bad crash right there, you know? And I think about all the stories that it can tell, you know what I mean? And I feel like the lowriders that have made it to their 40s, to their 50s, to their 60s, to their 70s, all the stories they can tell about and and that and you know you get to an age where you're just like you know what i appreciate everything i appreciate life i'm not i'm not the guy who's like hey you know what let's just ride it ride it to the wheels fall off i i need to make sure i take care of this car more as a because it's a family heirloom almost yes and it's because more expensive now too. <laughs> yeah yeah uh, it's not the same as before right before you know Two three thousand dollars, you you right. can, you can build a nice low rider. Yeah, now not anymore. No, so <laughs> it's different. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what more regulations too? Yo, yeah, yeah, for sure. Than, yeah, than before, but it's still the same um, negativism about low riding. That yeah, okay, because I I get that. I, I know what you're saying. Uh, at work, uh, when I tell people like I have a low rider yeah. automatically they say are you a cholo right are you in, in a gang right. are you doing drugs yeah. what are you going to do this weekend yeah. is that, is that, it's like no I, my yeah. car is like in a, right. and then when they see the car they right. say oh wow this is a nice car yeah it's like what you thought it was going to be primer yeah you thought it was going to have bullet holes yeah and everything in there no right so, and then they that's when they see you a little different like wait, wait a minute this right. isn't this is not the low rider that we know. Of right. course not. It, there's, there's different levels of uh, fixing a low rider. Definitely. Different levels. Yeah. Different styles. Different. Yeah. Sometimes you buy a car; it's already built; it's already put together. Mm-hmm. You know that's a, but you enjoy the car. Of course, yeah. And some people they take forever to build a car. Yeah. Ten years, twenty years, and they still haven't finished the car. Right. 
but they, they have that passion, that, mm-hmm. that, that, that flavor of it, yeah. and then they're working on it, they want to get it done, you know, like right. show quality, right? but, you know, and sometimes they give up, right. uh, halfway, they say, forget it, this is right. too much, this is right. not for me anymore, Yeah. And, and they change it. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that a lot of times. Armando, thank you again so much for this, so much fun. So much. I know both you and I love to just give out this information. I, yes, I feel like yes. both both you and I feel like if we can let people know about this stuff that usually people don't talk about or people, you know, won't hear anywhere else. Yes. Uh, I know it's a lot of fun for both you and I. And I know both you and I are kind of like historians for this for this yes. culture and this way of life. So thank you so much. What do you want to say before we end this kind of spooky, kind of uh, special edition for Drifting on Memories? Stay safe. I mean, Halloween yeah. is around the corner. Right. And uh, there's a lot of crazy people out there. Yeah. So if you have kids, make sure you uh, watch for them, take yeah. care of them. Because uh, uh, it's crazy out there. Yeah. It's crazy on the streets. Yeah. And uh, um, just want to... Make sure that uh, everybody's happy. Yeah. Every listener yeah. that listens to this podcast, if uh, we can educate and teach people and and, and show them the uh, the uh, the stuff that we do, it's 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 great. It's it's the only way we can transfer uh, our feelings, our our stories, and yeah. Uh, that's is the only way and yeah. I think uh, it's this podcast that you're doing is since the last time till now it's like I listen to your podcast two times three times four times <laughs> it's just yeah. it's just great listening to all these people that you have interviewed thank you it's crazy how I, I get to know a lot of people and, and I, they become my friends I actually yeah. call them and yeah. find out how can I reach them and yeah. and uh, or they follow me or something and, it, right. and it's just growing and growing yeah so uh that support will always be there i i love what you're doing i don't see a lot of people doing what you're doing thank you and, yeah uh, and uh you don't have no idea how much impact you're doing to the culture uh, it's a uh, hard work it's 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 a big responsibility because we always have to be more careful, very careful, especially on the Chicano culture. Right. What we say, what we do, and uh, people will remember us for the things that we say and the things that we do. Yeah. So, uh, thank you so much for inviting me uh, again. And uh, man, I was excited about this, and it's over. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it was great, man. Yeah. I think it was great, and I think that yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't never say enough about you. You're a historian. You're, you're just so full of knowledge, and on top of that, you're such a craftsman. You know, how can people see more of your stuff? How can people get in touch with you? How can people see what's new with the masterpieces? What's the best way for that? And they can just Google Armando Flores masterpieces, and they can find all my stuff in there. Uh, I'm not a business guy. I'm more a creator. Mm-hmm. I'm more into, uh, you know, enjoy the hobby that I do. Maybe later on, uh, I'll do stuff for people. But for right now, I'm just basically making my collection bigger and bigger. Yeah. I enjoy every minute of it. Mm-hmm. 
uh, the minute you walk out, I'm going to be doing something that is going to be creative. Right. And it's, it's always part of my, 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 my uh, life. But um, um, there's a lot of followers I have, and those followers are by people liking what I do, mm-hmm. not me uh, trying to be famous or anything mm-hmm. like that. It's more like the people like my work. That's good. That's what I, uh, I it keeps me going. And mm-hmm. so, um, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah let's do it again. Let's do it yeah. again. Maybe we can make it a tradition, like a Halloween episode tradition. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about uh, all these uh, mm-hmm. all these cars that got damaged or something. <laughs> yes. All right. Thank you, Armando. I appreciate you, man. Thank you.